0: Welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Walawa Buddhist Temple. I am Reverend Clarissa Beatty, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Reverend Master Giu Kennett. You are are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in
1: stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. What is this turning
0: within me? Turning to grow still, turning to listen, turning to meditate, coming to peace within the heart in all conditions. What makes this possible? Like the clear spring mountain breeze comes to play, comes the seeing, the catching of the teaching all around me at all times as, opening to the listening, I open to the teaching. In Sanskrit, among many other things, dharma means teaching. The word dharma also means phenomena or things as they are in all their complicated interconnectedness and all that they offer, giving extra meaning to the phrase, all things may teach. And a thing encountered becomes teaching when its meaning is heard. When we open to what it has to offer by way of wisdom, by way of enlightening us to the truth. Bodhi Bodhicitta is the Sanskrit word for Buddha mind, the awakening mind. In English, Bodhicitta is invoked using any number of names, including the mind that seeks the way, first mind or beginner's mind, bright mind, wise mind, and the thought of enlightenment. Bodhi means wisdom, the way, or what is true. And citta refers to the discriminatory mind or consciousness. When you put them together, you get a seeming contradiction which pretty much sums up the koan of everyday human life. How could an ordinary person with an ordinary mind possibly realize enlightenment? Yet that is exactly what the practice of the Buddha's teaching is. The realization of our true nature with the very thing which we have to work with. In Soto Zen, this is called Soku Shinze Butsu. Your very mind is Buddha. What makes this amazing possibility true is our giving rise to the
1: intention to realize our own Buddha nature. In his introduction to chapter 6 of the Shōbōgenzō,
0: Soku Shinze Butsu, or On Your Very Mind is Buddha, our translator Reverend Hubert writes, "In this discourse, the Japanese word shin is most often rendered as mind. However, there are places where the reference is clearly to heart."
1: Or to intention what one has in mind. How interesting, don't you think, that mind
0: and heart and intention can be so close in meaning? Hearing this, what does it seem to you that you? Have in mind most of the time.
1: What is in your heart? In Japanese
0: bodhicitta becomes bodhisattva which reverend hubert has translated as the enlightened mind In chapter 85 of the shobogenzo hotsu bodhisattva or on giving rise to the enlightened mind dogen writes Without this discriminative mind, we could not give rise to the enlightened mind. I am not saying that this discriminative mind is the enlightened mind. Rather, we give rise to the enlightened
1: mind by means of the discriminative mind. From my own experience in training,
0: I would say that bodhicitta means actively giving rise to the pure intention within my heart to awaken to my own Buddha nature and to that of all things for the benefit of all beings, including myself, to give rise to pure intention I must continually go beyond my habitual dualistic ways of thinking as they arise, dropping out of my head
1: and into the heart of all being, of which I am a part. So what is this giving rise?
0: Who gives rise, and to what?
1: What is my deepest intention? How do I engender bodhicitta when my mind is
0: foggy or dull? When my mind is closed, fixated, or balking.
1: When my heart is weary and heavy with cares. Where is the lovely spring breeze when I am discouraged or filled with doubt? When soggy gray clouds obscure my view of the mountain? This is when it is wise to remember bodhicitta. Bodhicitta means let your heart open.
0: There are times, especially at the lowest and roughest points in life, when the bodhicitta seems to be the only thing which can help me to turn my heart around. This is far beyond looking on the bright side, looking for the silver lining. It is seeing through to what we all have in common, even within all the many varied and complicated distinctions
1: the mind must make, just living in this dream we call the world. There are plenty of ordinary times,
0: too, when the turning is slight to reorient myself in the direction of my original intention. Sometimes remembering my Buddha heart means holding lightly my elation at whatever realization I may seem to have achieved, bowing and looking deeper, Just as I may learn to hold lightly my sorrows
1: as they arise and pass. It is essential also to recall that to give rise
0: to bodhicitta is to give rise to our natural intention and wish to help all beings and to recognize our own Buddhahood.
1: In this way, we are not engaged in a solitary pursuit, and
0: this helps us as much as it helps others. When Dharma is merely a concept, it is easy for the intellect to
1: snag on this teaching of Bodhicitta. It is possible to mistake. Your very mind
0: is Buddha, for I am the Buddha, becoming intoxicated with the delusion that I have more Buddha nature than others, or some such thing which entices me to sit back and wait for the teaching to come looking for me. Or, conversely, to mistakenly assume that my very mind couldn't ever become Buddha. If this is the case, it is important not to stop in amazement at the seemingly impossible discovery of my own Buddha nature and forget to let go of that to which my small self clings and actually go on beyond the opposites. And keep on going on, doing my spiritual work, whether I judge myself capable of it or not. Your very mind is Buddha
1: means that you are at heart Buddha, whether you realize it or not. This very heart is Buddha. A treasure. Just like everyone else at heart. This is what the 30th ancestor, Kanshi Sosan,
0: is reminding us in her poem, That which is engraved upon the heart that trusts to the eternal. In the verse which says, Using your discriminatory mind to seek your original
1: nature, can there be a greater blunder? It is the deluded self, that engenders standards of peace
0: and unrest. Enlightenment is beyond such judgments made from like and dislike. Gain and loss, right and wrong, let go of such things at once, and forget all about them. For when the eye does not close in
1: sleep, all dreams cease of themselves. Sosan says, "Using your discriminatory mind to seek your original
0: nature." Can there be a greater blunder? Yet Dogen says we give rise to the enlightened mind by means of the discriminatory mind.
1: How are both teachings true? I think the key is in giving rise
0: to the enlightened mind rather than
1: using discriminatory mind. The using of my mind
0: is something which I do with my intellect, thus blocking the arising of my true intention, while the giving rise is something which I give, something I offer by getting out of the way, and letting my mind open, letting my heart open. In this sense, the one who is willing to step aside becomes very useful indeed, fulfilling my true purpose. Dogen writes, As to the phrase, the mind that has resolved to realize enlightenment, this mind sometimes arises in a life-and-death situation, sometimes in the serenity of nirvana, and sometimes under other conditions. It does not depend on any place and it is not obstructed by any place where it arises. The intention to seek enlightenment does not arise from any particular set of conditions, and it does not arise from the intellect. It arises from the intention to seek enlightenment. In fact, it is the intention that seeks enlightenment. The intention that gives rise to seeking enlightenment is beyond existing or not existing, beyond the judgmental realm of good or evil, and beyond moral indifference. It is not something that arises as an effect from some previous life nor is it something that beings in lofty worlds can always realize. It is simply the arising of the intention to realize enlightenment at that moment in time. Because it is not concerned with external circumstances, at the very moment when this intention to seek enlightenment arises, The whole universe, through and through,
1: also gives rise to the intention to seek enlightenment. How, then, do I give rise to the intention to realize enlightenment? Remember Bodhicitta. In
0: any given moment, remember your own
1: Buddha heart and don't hold it shut. Let your mind and heart open. Let yourself open gradually. And let your whole being spring wide open together with the whole universe in all its order and chaos. Opening the heart, a little or a lot, in all
0: conditions, is coming to peace in all the myriad conditions. Again and again and again, remember
1: and give rise to your pure intention. Our word, Awaken comes from the old
0: english intransitive verb awaken which meant to spring into being to arise to originate as in the quickening of a new or sudden awareness being intransitive this verb at first did not require an object upon which to exert its action. The transitive use came after when, apparently starting in the 1500s, the verb awaken began to be used to refer literally to arousing someone from sleep, then later meant figuratively stirring someone up. These days, awaken is mostly figuratively as now we most commonly use the term to wake up,
1: to mean actually emerging from sleep. Returning to its ancient roots, our awakening
0: can be literally the doing itself. Without subject or object. Any and all things may help me awaken, yet they do not awaken me. Simply, there is awakening. As I awaken together with all things, As in the litany of the Great Compassionate One, awakened, awakened, I have awakened. In this sense, our own awakening awakens to awakening itself, unseparated from the universe. just as spring breezes gather to become a gale that sweeps up
1: the foggy mist, cleaning out obstacles, clearing the way. We have awakened.
0: Awakening is natural to us which is how our aspiration for awakening also comes naturally. Awakening is the very origin of the mind's being. All other things aside, it is literally what we always have in mind. It's like what we witness in the budding out of new leaves or the blossoming of a flower, in the emerging of new life, in the willingness to learn, in new beginnings at any age, in our inherent giving rise to seeking what matters, to seeking to know who we truly are. Turning, listening, opening
1: for the teaching in all things. When next you feel discouraged, remember. The Buddha heart
0: opens naturally. We are all the Buddha heart. Whatever arises in the mind and heart, just remembering Bodhicitta can help. Just calling my intention to mind, or... Simply letting the mind grow naturally still can help. Growing still and awakening to the Buddha nature in whatever is arising. Kanchi Sosan writes, Bright and empty of expectations just functioning naturally. Your mind will not wear out its strength, for it is not a place for judgmentalism. However, discriminatory consciousness and feelings
1: will find this difficult to fathom. In the Dharma realm of that which is, there is no self or other.
0: So, of necessity, hasten to be in accord with it by simply saying, Not to, TWO Within this not
1: to, all are alike and nothing. Is not included. The wise in discernment in the Ten Quarters have all awakened to this principle. Thank you for
0: joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at Temple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan shrine of our meditation hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.